This is Shayla Adam Stafford, and you're listening to Project-Based Learning in Practice. Thank you for tuning in to PBL in Practice, a weekly broadcast where we talk with top leaders in project-based learning to discover best practices, share successes and failures, and learn from each other. My name is Shayla Adam Stafford, and I've been an educator for the past 10 years, focusing specifically on project-based learning. I had the amazing opportunity to speak at the White House in 2015 to share how PBL looks in my classroom before a room of national leaders. I'm a member of the National Faculty of Buck Institute and founder of Remix Education, a nonprofit that serves first-generation college-bound students. Enough about me, let's get into our guest. This week's podcast is brought to you by the Buck Institute for Education, who believes that all students, no matter where they live or what their background, should have access to quality project-based learning to deepen their learning and achieve success in college, career, and life. As a teacher and coach, I can honestly say they have some awesome resources available on their website. Everything from books to project planning guides to project calendars, rubrics, assessment maps, you name it. They offer services that can really help your staff or district implement high-quality PBL, including training, coaching, and my favorite, Project Spices, where educators get the experience of going through a PBL project as if they were students. Check out all they have to offer on their site, www.bie.org. Again, that's www.bie.org. Our guest for this week is Ms. Ginger Lumen, a national consultant and keynote speaker with SDAC, a nonprofit education service based in Hutchinson, Kansas. Her high energy keynotes inspire educators to think differently about kids and learning. Her workshops help all levels of educators figure out the tough daily work of project slash problem based learning, maker spaces in schools, technology integration, and working with gifted and high ability learners. Ginger is deeply passionate about helping educators rethink and revision what teaching and learning can be in today and tomorrow's world. Hi, Ginger. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I wasn't yes. sure. You know, times changes and schedules, and I appreciate you being really kind about that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was so excited to talk to Ginger because, I mean, when you guys hear her story, she's amazing. And she's just doing so many awesome things with PBL. And I was like, I wonder if she'll get back to me because I reached out to her on Twitter. I wonder if she'll get back to me about being on our show. And you did. And I'm so happy that you did. So thanks again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we heard a bit about your background just a moment ago, but what else should our listeners know about you, Ginger? Oh, uh, well, I guess um, I kind of come from a, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll go ahead and say this. I come from a a family background of uh, addiction, abuse, giftedness, hard places. Um, You know, those kids who are checking in and out of school as early as second grade and there's kids who are underachieving. Yeah, that's me. That's my sister. That's the thing that I think I'm pretty singularly focused on that sort of thing. But I, I also cook, I hike, I travel, I, I love to sweat and exercising. And it's really pretty, uh, pretty surprising to people when they see me because I'm kind of a fat girl. Uh, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's where my brain, my heart's always focused on learning and how to make it better, deeper and more meaningful for our kids, each of them, especially the disenfranchised. 
Thank you. Thank you for your openness, Ginger. I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about what brought you to project-based learning. I've been teaching for several years, Um, originally um, social studies, high school, uh, middle school teacher. And I was a little bit of a rule breaker, uh, I'll say courageous maybe, (laughs) in standing up for the kids. And and I guess it, it got noticed in 2006, I I got tapped to start a school that was a one-to-one laptop and PBL focused. And and basically those are the two pieces where all I was really given for the guidelines. And and I got two days of luxurious training with the Buck Institute and uh, hired in June and we started classes in August. So that's what brought me to PBL is just kind of, I had to, I got, they said, Ginger, we're starting a new school and go. Wow. So you were just thrown into it, given free reign to kind of do your thing. I call it, I call it baptism by lava. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not baptism by fire by lava, no, lava. <laughs> you know, they, you know they said don't break the law but you know do what you think is right for kids and because yeah. we believe in you you know that's so empowering for someone to believe and have that much confidence and faith in you that that is really empowering it's um, horrifying it's horrifying is what it is <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's keep it real it's horrifying <laughs> Um, so given that you just were, you know, dumped into this kind of amazing experiment in the school, what is your PBL superpower? (laughs) Um, well, I, I, we've uh, talked about that over the years and I guess mine is, uh, I'm the silo killer, not psycho killer. Some people hear that and they see me and they think it's a silo killer as in like killer. silo killer i see things that are really different from each other you know but i I see that i see how they're connected and i try to help others one see that connection and two understand the why and the importance of that connection and three how we all have the power in us to do something about it i mean for me the question isn't who's going to let me it's more about who's going to stop me right and 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 everything's connected and in schools we spend way too much time disconnecting with age content all sorts of things. And, and I'm, uh, that's that, that PBL background where they said, ginger go, I, I had to connect right. uh, ages and content and, and, and it just, it wasn't easy, but, but I can't do it any other way now. Wow. Do you find that there are more silos as students get older? Like for instance, when you get into like a high school setting are just the adults just in their zone, just doing their own thing and like, you know, stratified by subject or by grade level or do you find that just across all grade levels there are these silos that we have to break? Yeah, I I think that may be the case. You know, you asked that question. So I thought, well, let me think about if that really is true, but you know, we talk in, in, in the secondary education, I don't know if anybody's a jerk enough to say it out loud, but we almost sneer about how the, the, the elementary teachers are generalists and really how can you know anything as a generalist? There's, you know, and we as, as, as secondary teachers are specialists. We really know, you know, I, I didn't major in education. I think, I think that I, people have, some people have that notion and it's, it's misguided because I know they couldn't oh, teach yeah. a class of first graders all day. <laughs> right, right. You know, we sneer and that sort of thing, and we, and we shouldn't. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, there's something I say a lot, which is life doesn't come at us 42 minutes at a time, one subject at a time. Right. You know, it comes at us all at once. So we got we to gotta learn how to handle that. And if, if we're going to be pre- pre- preparing kids for life, we better be practicing life in, in school right yeah. now. Yes. 
I just want to like snap through this whole interview. So listeners, if you hear like my fingers snapping in the background, <laughs> that is like me agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, Ginger, give us a story about a breakthrough PBL moment for you. Oh, well, so there's so many. Um, some that I, I talk about a lot is the building the school and, and, and certain kids in that school coming alive. I, I remember one time in particular, I've got a, I've got a boy who came to me in seventh grade and uh, his, uh, his mom was really worried about him. She said he was on the verge of suicide uh, mm-hmm. because he, he had just, he never was really swift academically. And school had just over and over told him how dumb and slow and weak he was. And, and she was really worried for him. He came into me <clears throat> reading about a third, fourth grade level. And, and I just, I, I, oh, he was not easy to love. Uh, but I just kept at it relentlessly and I, I looped with the kids, you know, and okay. finally about eighth grade, he's working on some, some work with the rest of the kids and he's working, you know, again, he's not the swiftest in the world, but he's, he's, he's really great with his hands. I mean, he can build anything, right? We're not surprised with this sort of thing with a lot of kids. And uh, we're, we're working on building a giant room-sized inflatable cell. And I got some kids working on content. He's running the show with uh, the building, the actual construction of it. Right. One day he's gone. And, uh, and we just, the rest of us were just grousing rah, rah, rah at each other. And it wasn't working. And, and the next day he came back and everything was running smooth like butter again. And I realized, oh my God. Austin's here. And I said it, I said it out loud. And I said, Austin, I am so glad you're here. And then everybody else in the room just stopped. And we looked at him and we're like, yeah, that was terrible yesterday. And he, I saw that boy. I saw him come alive right in that minute. I'm totally going to cry. I'm sorry. Sitting here by the side of the room crying. But his life was changed right then because everybody else looked at him differently and he looked at himself differently. And, um, that boy actually rented my house when I moved out of town as, wow. as an adult. And he's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's one of the moments, but I had so many of them, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. And I want to give you a moment because that's real. I mean, kids need that acknowledgement. SEL and social emotional learning and you know these competencies that we want kids to have but when they actually gain them do we stop and recognize them do we stop and say you're an amazing project manager you are doing this you are awesome you know in that that moment and not just for them but for everybody else to see it too because everybody grows in that moment because they thought they knew him. They had already categorized him of who he was and who he wasn't. And they were wrong. And they got to see that again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was awesome. So in that same kind of line of thinking, what has been your most challenging PBL moment? Uh, It's definitely got to be translating what I know into and have experienced and that lava moment and the, and the toughness I got with that translating it over into other teachers hearts and brains because that's what I do now and just because you've built a school just because you've built a PBL classroom for years doesn't mean you're really great at teaching it to, to sometimes people who um, they don't care you know or don't yeah. understand why and that's been my biggest challenge because yeah. I know why I've seen I've been to the uh, end of the rainbow I've seen the pot of gold come on y'all come with me and so it's <laughs> That, that's been fun over the past seven years trying to get my brain to be able to do that for their brains and hearts. 
yeah, yeah. Well, that that kind of energy and that enthusiasm that's gonna rub off on them eventually once they see how excited you are about it. So hopefully, we hope <laughs> it's gonna rub off like a virus. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, what tips do you have for PBO practitioners specifically related to your area of focus? And I know you do you have a lot of um, different focus areas in, in terms of content, but I know that you have done a lot of work with STEAM education. And if you want to chat about that too, that's fine. We can get to that later, but PBO practitioners specifically related to your area of focus. And I know that you focus on professional learning, so we can uh, go down that route first. Oh, thank you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do. I work K-12 and actually even on into college levels. I have college levels, actually colleges I went to who tried to flunk me okay. out to school. The professors are coming back and saying, now, how am I going to run my classroom in a PBL style? It's a little self-satisfaction. Right. I kind of got that little chip back. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I, uh, uh, all content areas, all communities. And so some universals, those, those, those tips I'd have is I believe that teachers teach how they're taught. So yeah. if you want folks to do something, you got to ask them to, to be that something. So in this case, yeah. I want them to be a learner, not a student because school's set up for us to be students. I need us to be learners. And so how am I going to do that in professional learning? Uh, another thing is there are many, many, many ways to do PBL right. There are wrong ways too, uh, but I believe that the number of on-ramps to the PBL highway is, it's so open to so many people and the gurus seem to just want to close off all the on-ramps, but maybe two or three. And it, at the end of the day, if the kids are facing a question or a challenge that they don't know the answer to and, and they're learning by doing, you're doing PBL. Yes. There's many ways to do it right. Just look at that right. one thing for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, I guess, uh, PBL and learning uh, in general, it's, it, it's a bounteous buffet. <laughs> so like bounteous buffet yeah. of opportunity. Bounteous buffet. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and it's, that, that buffet is like it's spread out before us. Like when we focus on the kids and the learning and not just the rules of doing it right. Uh, and so right. that's PBL can be so much for us. So look beyond Wow. Those were a lot of gems you just dropped right there. I hope our listeners are hearing these gems. I hope you're writing them down. Those are some gems right there. Uh, So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I want to jump into one of our bonus questions. And, you know, you've had so much experience training educators across the nation coming up with content, books, keynotes, just to really inspire educators. Let's put you in a scenario and just tell us what, how you would handle this. So let's say you have a room full of students, and quite frankly, this project is all over the place. The students are not motivated to work together. The teacher is behind on their scope and sequence, and your administrator is on your back. What is the mm-hmm. first thing you would do as the educator in that second? Uh, first thing I do uh, after I uh, release my butt cheeks, because there's a scared. <laughs> I, would, uh, I can't. I would, uh, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's oh, a, a real scenario and it's real scary. Uh, so yeah. number one, I'm gonna reach out to my my professional learning network. I'm gonna reach out to Twitter, Facebook, any place that I have connected with other teachers. And number two, I'm gonna find my mentors, whether they're face to face or across the phone or again online. And I'm gonna talk it over with them. The third thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk with my administrators. I'm gonna make sure that their why and my why is in alignment yes. because if I'm going to start taking steps forward, I got to make sure, cause I'm gonna have to take different steps right. than what, than what I've been doing in the past. And, uh, and they got to be behind me because I don't want to get fired Four, right. 
uh, I'm going to talk with the kids. I'm going to talk with them about the goals of what we're doing, their goals of what they want to do and need to do for their world and, and why we're doing that. And I'm going to ask them, okay, this is where we are right now. I didn't wake up this morning thinking about how I'm going to make your life horrible. How can we adjust this? You know, I'm, I'm at a loss here. I'm going to do the best I can every day. And obviously I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. So how can you help me? Right. And then of course five. And then by the way, that's scary to do because half the time the kids don't know or they've never thought right. about it, but some of that readjusts their alignment to thinking, Oh yeah, maybe they're wrong, but right. maybe, maybe I am. I won't be so eager to think that the kids can't teach me something. And right. number five is uh, I'm going to think about my kids and what grabs them. I'm going to figure out how to get us all there. So how can I make what I'm asking them to do more relevant more interesting to them, not to me, because I'm a nerd. I love school. I love this learning stuff that I'm asked to do, but, and kids hate it or don't like it as much as I do. So how am I going to hook them into it? So, and then uh, there isn't really a one, two, three, four, and then, and then I, I try to do all of these simultaneously because when it's not working, I got to do more than one thing at a time. Yeah, no, that's real. That's, that's so true. Now, have there been any specific tips or organizational tools that have specifically um, just really helped you in your practice? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, you just got to know your kids. You got to know them inside and out. You got to know what they love, what they're afraid of. That's that that relationship we talk about. And the relationship isn't just high-fiving at the door, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's more than that. I got to know my community. I got to know, are, mm-hmm. am I in a very conservative, really religious area? Then I got to know this, right? I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. I, I just have to know it. I got to yeah. know myself, what I'm good at, what I'm bad at. Uh, and, and I got to know uh, too many yeah. times. I think that I try to show it with project-based learning. And I think it's a good start. Like, your bearings at first, right? I don't want to look at the gurus at first. And then I'm going to refocus on my kids and the resources that understand that there are so many things to do to be all right, despite what somebody in a perfect does. Uh, yeah. I wrote that. That's what I'm just going to go ahead and plug here. I wrote that book. Go ahead, plug away, plug away. <laughs> I wrote a book, Lessons for Life Practice Learning. People don't always understand that it's a PBL book because it doesn't say PBL, and maybe that was a mistake on my <laughs> point, part, but I but I, I want it to be more than that. I want it to, yeah. for us to understand that learning is not just do this, 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 that it's real messy, but there are things that we can do, I guess. And so also then think about your own community uh, who understands your mission and your path as you're starting. Like too many PBL haters, you know, <laughs> or people, the holier than nows that are inside the PBL church. I, I don't come on, with come that. on now. Preach ginger, people. preach ginger. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, preach. I have to be with people who understand the mission, right? Yeah. So find your Oprah, find your tolerant tribe, right? And then as you get comfortable, reach out to those who aren't on that exact same page. But but you can't, sometimes our ideas are so fragile, we can't withstand too many knocks from somebody saying, well, that's not the right way to do it. But easy, easy, let me get my feet under me. Yeah. And then I'm going to come out and then you can be gently, gently critical, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then challenge myself to, to find and understand their truths. The people who don't agree with me, I'm going to find their truths outside of my own comfy place. Even, even if they don't do the same thing that I would, that they don't come to me and try to find my, com- I don't care. Right. I'm going to try to find the truths in there. So am I starting to get too abstract with this? 
I actually was just kind of pulling together the connection that you're making. Not only are we, what we need to do is we need to understand our students, understand the community, understand ourselves, and then understand our own community, which, you know, I think that that is so key and what you're saying is so on point because you really cannot do this by yourself. You need to establish some type of community. And if you're the unicorn at your school doing this, maybe you need to look to Twitter, you know, get on some ed chats, PBL chats, go to a conference and try to really get some support. Um, but what you're saying is right on. Yep. Exactly. Good. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so time. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so Ginger, how can folks keep up with you and please tell us a little bit more about your book and other products that you have that folks can access? Absolutely. So I, uh, I, I, I work a lot with social media because Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of the world and, and because different teachers come to me with different, uh, different backgrounds. So some people are live over on Facebook. Some people live on Twitter. Some people live on Instagram, you know, I, and if yeah. our kids are living there, then at least we should have a, a foot there, whether we live there or not. So right. I, I'm everywhere. Okay. Uh, so no matter, <laughs> I'm almost everywhere, I guess, not really on Tumblr much, but, uh, so Twitter, I'm just Ginger Lumen, Facebook, Ginger Lumen. I've got a, a life practice PBL Facebook page there, which is just a page kind of announcements, but a, a community, we were talking about those tribes is practicing PBL. It's a Facebook group. Again, practice, you know, like how we practice medicine, right? You know, you're never an expert, right? I think we should continue to practice PBL too. Nice. And, uh, on Instagram, I'm ginger lumen, I guess. And uh, I guess, but I've got a PBL education group happening over on Snapchat. So if anybody wants Ooh. to, if you're a Snapchatter and want to do more than just shoot filters of your own face, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what people that listen, listen, Snapchat filters are the bomb, Ginger. You know, sometimes you got to cover agree. up some of those I, blemishes I, with a filter. Well, I, I tell you what, I look at them and I think, oh, wait a minute, that's not what I look like in real life. Oh, my God. I need a filter that just walks with me, I guess. But uh, I need a filter for everybody else. Right. <laughs> but uh, now, over on uh, Snapchat, I'm Ginger Mo Keys. I'm, that's the only place I'm not Ginger Lumen. But if you reach out to me there and then tell me you want to be in that group, I'll put you in there. People are sharing just today. Um, uh, a teacher and uh, two teachers actually in Indiana who I'd been working with for a couple of years, they, uh, they have put out a, a, a project to their kids where they said, Hey, listen, um, send us on vacation. You have a $500 budget and this mm. is what we like. And this is what we don't like. And they have done this now two years where they trust their kids. They have no idea. And the kids come up with their plan and they oh follow gosh. their kids plan. That yeah. is so awesome. <laughs> yes. And it's scary. And they said their kids plan so well for them and so this year i guess they went to maryland and they're from indiana so that was and that's maryland is an awesome place hey shout out maryland that's where we're based (laughs) i've had a lot of fun there myself yes crabs like yes yeah so that's that she was just sharing that today lots of teachers are listening and i think we're going to start to see a few more of those but that's uh with ginger mo keeve m-o-k-e-e-v i got a couple three websites that's uh just gingerluma.org lifepracticepbl.org you don't have to do all of these lord if anybody did all these i'm gonna think you're some sort of creepy it's fine we're gonna put this all in the description so if you missed it right now you can click on the link and you'll be able to see all everything (laughs) (laughs) and then i think always taking pbl to the next level is uh maker education so that's something that's been a heart project of mine for the past four or five years is my steam maker camps helping Mm. teachers shift their minds from steam and stem which by the way i love 
but too many times I walk into classrooms and it's just still the teacher delivering, yes. you know, this is your challenge and here's how you're going to do it. And here's how you reflect and blah, blah, blah. I want to shift that mindset by the way, it's, the integration's good, but let's shift it over to maker where kids say, Hmm, I want to solve this problem. And then they do, they work right. on it. So steammakercamp.org is professional learning for teachers, but we do it alongside kids because I love that. I love how it's, it's integrated with the teachers alongside the students. I think that's perfect. Well, if we're going to learn how to, you know, let go, then by gosh, we got to have kids there to practice on, right? Exactly. They're, I love having kids as props anyway. The kids <laughs> think they're having fun. It's the teachers who are learning. <laughs> the teachers who are learning, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, I guess I've got a, a few online courses. Can I tell you? There's a source go ahead. Yes, absolutely. I, I, what is it? Kevin Honeycutt, my partner, says he talks about how the uh, internet puts out a buffet of learning. Well, I've set out a couple of dishes. So my yeah. online courses, <laughs> there's a whole variety of them, self-paced or, or coached. And uh, that's practicingpbl.teachable.com. If you keep no www and you keep it all lowercase, it'll get you there to all okay. my classes. Got and it. I keep building as I'm about to launch one tomorrow, I'm starting. So, Ooh. yeah. And then uh, let's... And then the book, Lessons for Life Practice Learning, get on Amazon, or if you get it from a, you get on Kindle or paperback or whatever you want to. Yeah. Wow. Well, it has been a great pleasure hanging out with you today. I feel smarter. I feel like I know more. Wow. I need to get this book. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to enroll in the course. I don't know about you guys, but you know, uh, Ginger is just a fountain of information and just experience. And then she is a creator. So she's created this great content that she's sharing. So please take advantage of her course, her book, um, their PBL cards, just so many awesome resources out there. Do not struggle in a silo, says the silo breaker. Ginger So thank you again. And I hope you have an awesome week. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great week too. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Well, that's all from us this week, folks at Project Based Learning and Practice. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would for me, please hit that subscribe button. You'll be having more podcasts coming from us, but we will be taking a break this summer and coming back with season two when we start up again in the fall. Thanks again, and I hope you have an awesome week.